the Ostrogali that we found mm-hmm. were discovered in a number of different places. But what makes these very significant is the fact that, first of all, we found them in one cave complex. This is all in subterranean complexes, these excavations. And um, we discovered them in a complex where we also found divination material written on shards, um, what we call ostraca. Mm-hmm. Um, we found them with lots of other, let us say, cultic material, small altars, um, all sorts of different, let's say, cultic vessels. And so discovering the astragal with or these astragals with this other material uh, strongly suggests, or at least uh, implies, that they were used for divination as well, because we know that um, the astragals are connected. We also found game boards in there. And so the game boards, while many of them could have been used also just for simple playing games for entertainment purposes, many times game boards were also used in divination, where you throw the astragal, and then the different astragals will land in different ways. There's different le- letters or names on them, and that will give you an answer to perhaps a question. Hmm. And again, when you sometimes approach the gods and say, listen, should I get married, or should I build my house in this direction? These are the types of, uh, let's say, divination texts that we've found. Um, the astragals sometimes were thrown, and they would help, let's say, give an answer for the questioner. So this comes from the Hellenistic period. Who, who was using it at that time? Um, well, Mauritia was a very cosmopolitan city. So at the time, one could say that you had mostly Edomians, mm-hmm. let's say the continuation of the Edomites. Um, you had also, let's say, different Arabic uh, tribes living in the area. You had Jews living in the area. And then you could say Phoenicians and a whole, let's say, range of other ethnic groups there. We know this from the different ostracal that we've found that give us different types of names, and we can divine or, let's say, understand the ethnicity of many of the groups um, from those names. And do you think that they all use these sort of these things, or is it just for it the pre- paganistic pretty- work worshippers? It was common practice, I think, in, the, in, in, in antiquity to, and certainly in the Hellenistic period, we have different, let's say, examples of it, not only in the Levant, but also, let's say, in Greece proper, in the area of Athens, all around um, the Mediterranean, where people would use the ostrogals. Um, and again, they, sometimes it would be, again, in our case, mostly sheep and lamb bones, but uh, with some cow. But in other areas, you could use other types of bones as well. It could be gazelle or whatever. But the, the way they're shaped allows one to kind of roll them, what we would call dice today, and um, right. that will allow you to come to a certain answer. And the fact that we have names of different gods, and Nike suggesting victory, suggesting a game also on, on some of them, was very, very significant. Are these common found all over uh, the Levant? Uh, are they valuable? Well, you, you, first of all, again, any time that you would, let's say, sacrifice or, let's say, eat a goat or a lamb or any animal, you'd have these knuckle bones. Mm. So that's for sure. But the fact that, number one, we have some with inscriptions on them. Number two, we even have a few that were made out of glass and bronze, which means it's imitating that mm. for a certain, let us say, uh, purpose that was let us say, a clear imitation of the actual bones, um, suggests that the ones that we have here, at least many of them, were used in this context. However, again, you could, and, and the numbers that we saw there, again, Lee Perry Gall was doing this analysis, but the bottom line is you'd expect a certain number of ostracals per, let's say, uh, animal in different areas. But here we're talking about an extraordinary number, and again, an extraordinary number that have markings on them, found in an area or in a context where you have other, let us say, cultic material going on, and on top of that, again, names. 
But we have hundreds of ostracals that we've found throughout Mauritius, and in many cases, it's simply the knuckle bones, wings of uh, those particular animals. Well, finally, uh, this was discovered a few, a, new, a few years ago, I understand. Uh, why is it making the headlines today? Well, in actuality, um, we actually published our article myself, uh, Lee Perry Gall, and, um, and Adi Erlich. Um, we published this article in Levant. Um, I think it only came out this early this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have been publishing this material. I mean, either the whole issue of the astrogals, we had a publication in 2019 when we published the final report on Southern, um, on subterranean complex 169, where many of them found. That's where most of the material I just described have been found. But also in another subterranean complex where we also found cultic material with an altar. Um, we found a concentration of them there. But again, as I said, we find them also in other areas around uh, the excavations that may not have anything to do with, let's say, these cultic activities, but simply the remains of the knuckle bones of the particular animals. Now, Tel Marsha has just been giving a, a lot of treasures over the years, the underground c- caves and everything. Is the excavation still going on? The excavation is still going on. Uh, we run a program called Dig for a Day where people come and participate, so the general public is invo- invited, and they will participate. And it's been going for 30 years, but it is probably the richest Hellenistic period site we have in the country.